The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. You may notice I have a little stool uh, to step on, otherwise you only see the top of my head. <laughs> Half an hour ago, our senior pastor texted me and said the staff had been praying. San International U.S. Council, the board of directors, have been praying for this week for me and for all of you. And I have many friends around the world been praying for you and for me this week as well. Monday, we talked about impacting your world by loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Loving God is not just something nice we say to sound spiritual but a Christ-like life we need, we live out in our daily life. Last Monday, Monday I offered four areas, I'm sure there are more for you to consider. First, offer your life with open hand to God. Second, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Third, give your life fully to God. And fourth, live a life of godliness. Today, we turn our attention to impacting your world by loving your church. Perhaps some of you say, what does loving the church has anything to do with missions? If you examine the scriptures, you will find that the local church has everything to do with you, with me as followers of Christ and in missions, because the local church is foundational to God's plan for his people to accomplish the Great Commission. Perhaps you have said or you have heard people say, I love God, but I just don't like church or people at the church. If you have such feeling, you might be confused what the scripture teach. Paul in Ephesians 5.25, when he instructed the husband to love his wife, he said, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Think about that. Christ loved the church to the point of dying for the church. Can we dislike what God loves and die for? A new Pew Research Center survey asked Americans why they do or do not regularly go to a house of worship. The overwhelming reason why people attend church services is to feel closer to God but their reason for staying away are more complicated. Let me list some reasons. Church is boring. I don't get anything out of it. People are judgmental. Church is inclusive, too inclusive. The message is irrelevant. The people are cold. I'm sure there are many more other reasons people come up. And I'd like to address this one of the most heard reasons. Church is boring. I don't get anything out of it. First of all, I would say that church is not a place of entertainment. I have a good news and a bad news for all of us. Good, the good news is church is about Jesus Christ. The bad news is it's not about you and me. This is not to say that those who are responsible in planning or speaking can do a poor job. 
If you feel that you can't get anything out, of a out from the surface, you may need to ask yourself how much effort you put in to make a worship service better and meaningful. I often tell people how much they get out of a service depends on the state of their heart and mind. If you are just a spectator, not a participant or contributor, you would find plenty of things to pick up. I love a Chinese saying that you pick bones out of an egg. Well, you have plenty to pick if you want to pick bones out of an egg. You could say, well, the praise team does not sound good. The drum is too loud. They sing too many hymns. The message sounds like Greek to me. What the state of your heart and mind, the state of my heart, and our heart and mind can affect how we worship. I see many parents during school nights would make sure their kids go to bed at a certain time to have enough sleep because there is the their school the next day. But on weekends, they would let the kids stay as late as the kids want. They would let them stay up to do whatever. No wonder when they are at church, they sit there with their tired bodies and mind and fall asleep. How much can you get in a sleeping day or with wandering mind? Some family rushed their kids out of the house on Sunday morning so they could make to church on time. You probably had that experience as well. By the time you got there, they were, each family member is met with it, one another. How do you prepare yourself on Saturday night for Sunday worship? If you feel church is boring and you do not get anything out of it, are you responsible to some extent? As, the pastor, as for the pastor preaching, Thomas Rayner conducted a poll and found that medium time for each pastor's sermon preparation is 13 hours. I know when I have to teach, I usually begin to think about the next week lesson as soon as I drive away from the parking lot on Sunday. Those who teach and preach always try to figure out how much to say in a given time and how best to communicate and communicate well. For most pastors, preaching is not the only thing they do during the week, unless, they think that, unless you think that their job is to only preach 40 minutes on Sunday morning. There are lots of things on a pastor's schedule and mine and on their plate. So try to be understanding. Pray a lot for them. I don't know how many of us really pray for our pastors. Pray a lot for them. Write them a note. Send them a card to encourage them. They need encouragement as much as we do. Barna President David Kinnaman examined the trend that young people leave the church and found that 33% haven't found a church or house of worship they like. A different study showed that if one has seven friends at church, they would likely stay. There's an old joke that said that if you're looking for the perfect church and you find it, please don't join it because you will or else you'll ruin it. <laughs> Hello, my name is Church. I'm sure you heard a lot about me. I have no shortage of critics. 
Perhaps you have heard that I am boring, shallow, cheap, a waste of time. You have heard that I'm full of hypocrites, clowns, greedy people, the self-righteous. Maybe you have visited me before and discovered horrible music, passionless singing, dry preaching, rude congregants. Maybe you needed me and I was too busy, too righteous, too broke, too blind. Maybe you joined me and found I was distant, demanding, dull, preoccupied. Maybe you tried to serve in me but were caught off guard by business meetings, committees, teams, bureaucracy. Maybe you left and were surprised that nobody called, cared, noticed, invited you back. Perhaps your experience has driven you to speak negatively of me, swear to never come back to me, proclaim that no one needs me, believe you are better off without me. If this is true, I have something to say to you. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I blew it. I made a huge mistake. But remember, I never said my name was perfect, flawless, complete, arrived. My name is Church. I welcome the hypocrite, dry, self-righteous, shallow. I welcome the sincere, passionate, forgiving, selfless. I cannot shut my doors to the people who make you angry, uncomfortable, impatient, self-conscious, but I would remind you that we couldn't always worship in the same room. In the Old Testament, there was a division between the Gentile, Jew, man, woman. In order for us to worship in the same room, Christ was shamed, beaten, killed, resurrected, which is far worse than being bored, uncomfortable, embarrassed, ignored. So why not come back to church and let all of these messed up people challenge you, sharpen you, strengthen you, humble you. I can promise you that the people will be great. This is church. It's not heaven. At least it's not heaven yet. Paradise, Beulah land, the celestial city. Come back. God wants you here. The body needs you here. The world needs your witness here. You belong here. Hello, my name is Church. I miss you. I love you. I'm sorry. Can't wait to see you. So if you still don't have a church while you're here at school, I will strongly, strongly encourage you. Find time. Make time. And pray that God leads you to a sound church that you can become a part of, and then learn to love the church. Remember the church, Christ died for the church. He gave his life up for her. There are many reasons to learn to love your church. The local church is a place that provides opportunity to learn, to grow, to serve. It's not just a place to gain knowledge, but to exercise knowledge with grace. 
Read the New Testament letter and you will see that they were written to the local churches. Dimitri Warren described that the local church is an incubator which accelerates growth from birth to maturity. It has a responsibility to help people discover their faith and develop into the fullness of their calling according to God-given design, gifts, calling, passion, and dreams. Every person matters, and they are important, and that they have a role to play, that they are all members of one great body, and that God's purposes on the earth will not be fulfilled, and Christ will not be fully expressed until every member is functioning in the fullness of who God called them to be. The local church is also a, like a laboratory where you can test out your spiritual gifts. Each believer is given at least one spiritual gift for the building up of the body. Have you discovered your gift? And, and, and are you using them? Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 7 uh, together. There are, kind, there are different kinds of gifts. Let's read it together. But the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, uh, in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. As someone, when you go to church, part of the church, ask someone to mentor you. Ask someone to disciple you. Someone who are more spiritual mature. Find time also to offer yourself to serve in whatever capacity the, need, the church needs. When I, after my sophomore year in college from Washington Bible College, I went to Taiwan. And those days, it's a whole summer, not a week or 10 days. So we met in the afternoon, and it's just a very small church with missionary, a missionary couple and myself. So we meet on Sunday uh, evening. So Monday morning, when it gets to Monday morning, I got over to the church, and I found out, oh, the church needs to clean. So you don't ask the missionary to clean, right, since I'm a summer missionary. So I asked, is there something I can do? They said, well, clean the church. Well, cleaning the church including cleaning the bathroom. In a lot of Asian countries, the sewer system probably is not very good, so the toilet paper never flushed into the toilet but left in a basket, okay? So when I cleaned the bathroom, after I cleaned the bathroom, I wrote my professor. I said, being a summer missionary, I also get to clean the bathroom. Those days we write letters, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have email, we didn't have, uh, I didn't get to do a selfie with my bathroom cleaning and post it on Instagram or Facebook. Two weeks, the letter gets back here to America, to Maryland, and then another two weeks for the letter to come back to me. And Mr. Shupi said, that is a good place to start. Do you know that that statement still stays with me after all this year? Serving the Lord doesn't have to be up here all the time. In fact, you need to know your gift to serve. And there are times when you get into missionary service, you'll find out not everything is written on a job description. 
and a servant of the Lord, we shouldn't say, but that's not on my job description. Serve the Lord with all your heart as unto him, even cleaning the bathroom. So find time and offer yourself to the local church to serve the Lord. The local church show us that we need one another to function well together. The one another passages indicate that we need each other. We are responsible for one another, care for one another, serve one another. Paul taught in Ephesians 4 that we are members of the body. Let's read together again. There is one body and one spirit, just as you call to one hope when you were called. But to each one of us, grace has given as Christ appropriated and give gifts to his people. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attending to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Grows to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We need one another. Someone described the giant redwood trees in California actually have really shallow roots. The reason they stay strong and not topple over without deep roots is because the redwood trees are connected together by their roots. Since they are connected together at the roots, they are able to stand strong and withstand the storms and the wind. As Christians, we are rooted together in Christ. We are able to withstand a lot of difficulties because we connected together. I'm a minister of women ministry at my church. You can't believe how often I feel that. What would people do if they are not believers, if they don't have God? Moreover, what would people do if they don't have church, the church body, especially in difficult times? Number three, the local church consists of the, the local church consider um, diversity, yet there's unity. Um, the two verses here, 1 Corinthians 12, shows us that unity and diversity of the body, we are not the same and how each complement one another. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. I like, um, I like the church, I love the church because they are diverse in age, in experience, in experiences, in background, in ways of doing things. Some are planners, 
some doers, some are time-oriented, others are event-oriented, some are organized, others are spontaneous. I know there are people very punctual. At church, I always see people, if the service starts at 11.15, they show up at 12 o'clock. I always, I'm always impressed how smart the younger generation is. And I strongly encourage you to get to know some older people. They might not be as techy as you are, but they are wise people. I like the way churches, because everyone is so different. I like the way George Verver, who founded Operation Mobilization, he wrote a book called Messiology. Have you heard of Messiology? He described, in his book, uh, Messiology, he described the mess of being a Christian that exists in the church or mission organization. He reflects in a book on his life and ministry to remind us that God works in mysterious ways. He cautions us that from getting critical. He urges us toward love, patience, affection, and grace. Major in the minors, minor in rest. And trust God always, even in failure. God, George Verver said, where two or three are together in his name. Sooner or later, you will have a mess. But that should not keep us from each other. He feels that we are better together even when we fall. Lastly, the local church is the way God, use, God uses to accomplish his mission in the world. It is primarily through the local church that God wants to make himself known. Tim Challey wrote, of all the evangelism strategy in the world, of all the ministry in the world, none is more central than the local church. Paul in Romans 15, 19, 20 said, consider his ministry fulfilled when churches have been planted. God uses his church to extend his kingdom. Local churches are tasked to do local evangelism and take the gospel beyond. The church is God's plan. It is God's mission. It is also a place God uses to equip, to pray for laborers, to support, and to send our workers to the harvest fields. I hear many younger generations say, I don't need a church. If I need, to, need support, financial support, I go to GoFundMe so people can give me $10, $20. That is different. Your friends are very generous, but it's not a church. If you have good campus ministry fellowship, that's wonderful, but that is not the local church. Find a church and be part of it. You may say that, I don't like it because people, I don't like those people. Well, people might look at you and say, I don't like her, I don't like him either. So try to work conflicts out. I am a big believer that when we say we commit ourselves to Christ, to God, we need to commit to work all the conflicts out. It will take time. It will take heartache. It will take misunderstanding. But at the end, 
That is the testimony of the body of Christ believer can show the world. I also encourage you as you after this uh, mission, Global Mission Week, and some of you already have planned for taking a summer trip this, uh, in June this summer. I, tr I will encourage you to go to your church leader and talk to them about it. You know, I have, I'm thinking of doing this. Could you pray for me? Subject yourself under the leadership of the church. Get, help them to, how to help you. Okay, they don't know, they cannot read your mind. They don't know your plan. But as you're away from your home church, and even a church here in um, Langhorn, make sure that you are part of the body, not just to have fellowship. I also think of local church is not your ATM machine either. You know, some, we receive letters, email from young people all the time. I am, going to, I am going on a mission trip. I will give you the privilege to partner with me. Don't write letters like that. You know, it might be you giving the church the privilege, but be humble. Allow them to minister to you as you represent the church to minister to the world, to the needy. You need to love the church to show that you love God. God has given us everything that we need to live a life for him and to live a life for the sick of the gospel so that people might hear the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we believe that you place us, you place us in a local church, and you want to use the local church to glorify you, to make your name known to the community and to the nations. Father, help us to be humble, to submit ourselves into the, to the leadership of the church and be part of the church Lord, we may not like everything at the church, but that's not our responsibility to straighten up the church. Help us to be a part of the solution. Help us to love, to be forgiving, and to understand and to contribute to your ministry in the church that you place us in. Father, we thank you that you want us to have impact to this world. And you want us to first love you with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, with all our strength, and also learn to love the imperfect church that you established, that included us, all of us. So use us, Lord, and help us for those, and help those who do not have a church yet to find a church, a local church, here in these few years while they're in college, and to be a part of. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.